I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a look at a new year, 365 daily challenges and 365 somethings, ways to think about and organize and plan your creative year. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 288, 365 days in a year. Welcome to 2018. Happy New Year. Happy, I hope, creative year to everyone. I hope you had a wonderful end and closing and wrapping up to 2017. Week one has slid by amazing, scary, shockingly slippery and fast. And that is exactly how it happened last year when I missed that one day of drawing in the hustle of the opening days. It's very, very easy on day one, on January one, to have all kinds of goals and to think you will be able to do all of these things every single day. Maybe because you are home and off of work and maybe your kids are out of school and maybe things are still just a little bit slow. But January two rises full force, full steam, full throttle ahead. January two is the day in which you really have to think about what you can do and you start to grapple with what you can do, and you have to start sorting out what you really want to do. So I missed that early day last year, lesson learned. And so far, I have drawn every day on track. But I am going into this show without a full plan for the year. Without a full plan. I am not embarrassed to say that. I did not set my entire plan for this year back in December, and I still don't have a plan. I've got more questions than answers. I've got a list that I can't share because I know it would overwhelm others. I've got hopes and wishes and half-formed wants and projects and scrawled plans and a whole lot of stuff that is just in my head, where it has been simmering and jostling and vying for attention in my head in this first week of the year and in the last weeks of 2017 just simmering and percolating and bouncing around. Things are so noisy in my head that I ended up starting the year by doing anything and everything that I knew might be something I wanted to shoot for as a 365 specifically in the new year. I set up a tracker, always part of my start of the month planning at this point, That lets me see every day what I still need to do or what I haven't done. Already, it is clear that a few of the things that I kept thinking might have daily sticking power and appeal, longevity, importance, they might not happen. And that's the thing about daily. That's the thing about 365. You have to choose. You have to see what rises to the top. You have to follow your heart. You have to do what you love. This is especially true if you work full-time. It really is. You have to pick and choose. Not everyone is in a position to do 
a whole handful of 365s. Pick and choose your battles, so they say. Pick and choose your projects is the natural transition for us, for your creative life. Pick and choose your projects, your passions, your who I am creatively, Ballywick. Your this is my story in 2018 project. Your this is who I want to be approach. I didn't join the official paid Sketchy 30 challenge for January. So I am missing out on what are probably amazing and valuable lessons from other artists. The work that I've seen people doing for hashtag 30 faces 30 days, however, is wonderful. It's inspiring. And at the same time, I do know that I'm a little bit glad that I didn't take the plunge because I didn't know at the outset that they would all be drawing the same thing. And I'm sure they don't have to, but that is the way people are approaching it. And I don't know that I would have wanted to do that. That's not typically my style. And I might take that kind of challenge later in the year, but in January, I probably really need to be drawing things that I love, things that I pick out that really speak to me or that really give me the kind of look I want to capture. So even though I have a considerable amount of fear of missing out, because I do, I feel bad that I didn't sign up. Even so, I am still drawing right alongside other friends at Sketchy for the 31 days of January. I am still doing 30 faces in 30 days. And I probably would have launched into January that way anyway. Daily drawings, probably daily portraits because it is still where I am at. But my drawings were minimal and a bit off in December. So there was always this chance that January would start unhinged. And there was that day last year that happened right off the bat. So that was in my head. I was definitely cautious and a little bit afraid of this first week of January. So planning even loosely to go ahead and do a sketchy 30, although there's 31 days on the calendar, that was just the right kind of foothold for me. And I appreciate the person who asked me more than once if I was going to do it. It's probably just a little bit of nudge I needed to really push me into it, although I think I would have landed there anyway. But it was a good foothold. Starting January 1 with a clear objective, a portrait a day is a good way to get into the year, work on something clear cut, and it fits my own year goals. A month-long challenge will set me up for the year with my overarching goal right on track, 31 things done, day by day, every day, drawing every day. Because of the challenge, I don't necessarily need the same kind of accountability support in January. I think I would be doing my daily drawing anyway. I've proven that to myself. I definitely know that I will do it every day that I can. But after... Lots of talk last year about accountability. After lots of thinking about the new year, I am trying out a daily accountability swap with someone. With 30 faces and 30 days underway, I know that I would probably be sharing the same work anyway, sharing at Instagram or Sketchy or Facebook or somewhere or all of those places, showing up 
each day because of this challenge. But at other times of the year, there are not as many fail-safes in place. So maybe January is a good testing ground. Maybe. There are lots of things to work out or feel out about how accountability setups and systems work. But I hope you think about what it takes for you. What would give you a good start for the year? An anchor, a nudge of, oh, I need to do that on a day when you might otherwise skip it. A moment of, well, it's not my best, but it's what I did. So that you face and claim your creativity every day. What does it take? What do you need? Are you waiting for someone else to offer that to you? My advice is to just ask. Put yourself out there. Reach for what you want or what you think might help you or what you think you might need. If you see someone else saying something similar to you, struggling with something similar, working in similar ways, choosing similar kinds of projects, maybe there is a chance to pair up. Swap a text, a Facebook message, something each day. Try it for a week. Try it for 30 days. I did it. I did it. I did it. And make sure you flip that scenario the right way. At least initially or primarily, you need to be the one saying, I did it. And your accountability partner receives that. And hopefully you've got a swap, so you do it both directions. Our virtual world makes it easy to ask for something that might be impossible for you to ask for in real life. Impossible face-to-face. So ask. Find a system that works. Figure out what you want. You may or may not totally understand the why of it. But in January, give it some thought. So that's the start to January. A few half-baked plans a feeling of serious overwhelm knowing that I can't manage all of these great things I'd like to do, a feeling of resignation that probably this year will look just like last year in terms of projects. And that leaves me a bit sad and definitely discouraged about my time and everything that goes along with that. I worried too as the first week passed and I didn't know how to do this first show. I'm sometimes not sure why I'm the one talking. Life is a mystery, right? Life is a mystery. And you have to believe. You have to believe in something about what you're doing and why it matters. And why someone else can't use the same words as you and be you. You have to believe in your own voice and in the value and importance of what you're doing and why it matters to you. You have to believe, you have to be open, you have to reach, and you have to do your own thing. You have to do your own thing. So plans, a creative year. None of this happens by magic. None of it happens by magic. If you are hoping to magically have a creative year or magically manage a 365, magically become an expert in this or that medium, magically fill a dozen sketchbooks, magically become an art journaler, magically paint a series of canvases that you want to hang. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. 
If you have said a few times that you would like to do this or that, but are waiting for this or that to simply and suddenly happen, to click into place, to emerge in a pocket of your day, full-fledged and beautiful and shiny, and as if you've been doing it for a thousand days straight, I just don't think it's going to work like that. I think you have to look your day and your year and yourself in the face and say, this is what I want for my creative self this year. This is what I don't have. This is who I am. This is who I want to be creatively. This is what I want to try. This is an area in which I want to grow. This is a change I want for myself. This is the project that matters most. This is something I want to do sometime, but this is what matters most. And this is what I need. All of this takes a willingness to write something down. I keep a good bit of everything in my head. I keep more in my head than I get down on paper. That is a sad state of affairs for me. You have to be able to write some of this down. Write it, sketch it, list it, note it. It doesn't matter if you take a bazillion post-it notes and cover your wall. Mind map it, put it in circles, put it in boxes, whatever it takes for you. You have to be able to get some of it down. You have to be willing to do what you envision, even if you don't feel confident in the beginning. You have to be willing to start somewhere. You have to be willing to start even if you don't think you can or if you think you don't have what it takes. If it's what you want to do and what you think matters most or what you are pinning your hopes about your own creative story on, you have to be willing to start and to try. What you need is the dream, the vision, the sense that is hovering there in your consciousness that there is this part of you that you care about. You have to be willing maybe to create work that isn't as good as you hope, at least at first. Work in any medium takes practice. We are always learning, and it can be hard and discouraging to start something brand new. But practice, practice, practice again and again and again. Once a day, five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, an hour. So what do you want to do in 2018? I posted year-end review questions to wrap up 2017. And then more recently, I posted New Year planning questions. I put those together as I was thinking about the fact that I wasn't exactly sure about what I am committing to. I'm committing to too much. And I have this mess of a list. So I put these questions together for all of us. These two sets of questions can be used back to back. If you didn't do a creative year-end review, I hope that you stop and do that. It doesn't take a lot of time. I conceptualize most of it as a list. It helps you capture 2017 before you really let go. You close the door on last year. And in listing your answers, you may find some things even clearer about your direction for 2018. When you move on to the 2018 planning, get it all down. Throw the whole bucket list at it. What are all the things, all the feels? You probably have challenges you will do. Maybe workshops you are considering. Maybe books you already know you want to read, both fiction and nonfiction. Maybe mediums you want to focus on or explore. Are you doing a 365? 
Are you doing a 365? That's one of the big things to sort out at the very beginning. And there is more than one way to do a 365. For me, a 365 is a daily. So that's something every day of the year that I plan to do. But it's not the only way. And like the 100 Things in 100 Days challenge that many of you do later in the year, there is a 365 challenge this year being spearheaded by Tammy of Daisy Yellow and Hannah Anderson, 365 somethings, 2018. Their 365 somethings is a deliciously freeform idea. I think you're going to like it as an idea and as a construct and as a way to think about a year long endeavor. The difference is that you're going for a total number, 365, not necessarily a daily commitment. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. If you start late or tomorrow or next month, you are not behind. It isn't already over. You didn't already miss your chance to do this and to be a part of it. Instead, whenever you start, you are just starting and you can still plan to complete 365 of whatever it is you choose. If you skip a day, it's okay. If you choose something small, then your 365 might be something you work on in your year, but it might not be your only focus. And that's important too. That will allow many people to play with this in addition to other things they do. Maybe you choose something that you can make seven of at a time and you plan on your 365, some things being a Saturday thing or a Sunday thing. Lots of ways you can think about it when you can work in batches and groups, when numbering is the goal, when reaching 365 is the goal, and you could finish at any point. You could finish in May and have the rest of your year ahead. The point of this challenge in terms of how it is different is that you are shooting for a number, not daily. This really does open up a year-long project, a 365, to a bunch of people that might otherwise not do something long-term. Not everyone can really do a daily. Maybe you were planning a 365 anyway. Maybe you are one of the people who already was planning to do a daily. And you want to jump on and share that daily as part of 365 somethings. That can work too. Lots of people do 365s. Photos, drawings, haiku, portraits, post-it notes, Lots and lots of people do 365s. This is a concept that lots and lots of people do. Doing daily for a year is a challenge that many creative people take. Going quantitative rather than daily switches things up. It broadens the range of what's possible. So definitely look into this if you would like to be creating all year long and are looking for an umbrella challenge and a hashtag and a community and a way to get involved and not be doing Year 365, all by yourself. Tammy and Hannah both have really good blog posts up about the challenge and about having done this before. Tammy's post offers really good inspiration and guidance for how to think about what you might do, how to approach it. I will link to both of those in the show notes. So that is one approach, 365 things in a year, some total. And then there is daily And maybe those are the same for you. Or maybe you do both. Yeah, that's going to be me, I think. Maybe you plan to do both. But I want to focus a bit on the idea of daily. Because there is a commitment involved in both of these approaches. 
But there is a slightly different level of commitment when you really go daily and a little bit of thinking I think you need to do at the outset. And yes, you're hearing this a week into January. So if you're still contemplating a daily and you would really like to do it and are really upset that you missed day one, two, three, four, five, I really do buy into the idea that your day one can be whatever day it is that you decide to start. So you still can do a daily in 2018. I talked at the end of last year about my daily drawing goal in 2017 and about missing one day, missing one day, one day very early on. In my house, one of the days right before the new year, a trivia question came up about how many days on average most people keep a new year's resolution or goal. And as they talked about the answer, I said out loud that I had a goal last year And that I met 364 out of 365 days. And that I missed day two or three. But I kept going. And that's what I told all of you in the final episode, too. Because that is the big picture. And that is the story I have to tell myself. That's the story I believe. And that's my perspective. And that really is big picture creativity. That is creative life. I think it matters. I look at that big picture of the year. And I feel good about it. But when I said it out loud, immediately, without a pause, the response was, so you made it one day. Oh, it was funny and it was crushing. But that's not the big picture. And I argued my case. I am the lone goal setter, tracker, list maker, planner here. My oldest said to me one night this week, I saw your January page. Whoa, that's crazy. Well, maybe that's not exactly what he said, but that's how whatever he said felt. That's what my brain held on to in the aftermath. And it came up out of the blue. I didn't even know he had spotted or paid any attention to my tracker. One thing I told him was that I don't really need that list. I may or may not need that list because I will do those things that are supposed to be daily anyway, whether I have that list or not. But... Even so, I like having the list. It's comfortable. It helps me feel like I am keeping track, like I am somehow staying organized and keeping sight of these things. And I can look back at the end of the month and see what I am managing or not. I know I will hit the big goal. I know which columns will already be filled in. But all those other little things, they may or may not always happen. But with a tracker, I can look at it each day and say, oh, Let me go upload that or tag that or fill that in or write that number down or try and manage that before I go to bed. So I am evolving in how I use it and how I view it. And that I get to check in, draw daily every day is just the given. That's the de facto. You kept your goal for one day. It rankled. It hit hard. It made me realize from the outside how silly maybe my clinging to the value of 364 out of 365 was. For anyone considering a 365, I encourage you to think it through. And I'm talking about a daily. If you set up a daily in 2018 and you've already started, then you are one weekend. You know how it feels to need to do this every single day, to need to do this one thing, this task, this creative thing every single day, even if that is the only thing you can manage. If you're still thinking about it, or you're evaluating how it's gone so far, you want to make sure you feel good about it. You want to make sure it's the creative activity you 
most want to do, that you most want to do, not necessarily the thing that's easiest for you to do. If your goals are A, B, and C, and that's really where you want to head for the year, and you choose X as your 365, I think you need to stop and really think about it. Pick what you most want to do, not simply what will be easiest or what you think you could fit in. Because if you don't really want to do 365 of that, then it isn't the right challenge for you and it isn't the right choice. And it may not be something that is fulfilling and rewarding and makes you happy for a year. And a 365 should make you happy. It should be something you are excited about and proud of and feel good about and something that really fits on this map, this journey you're taking, where you are headed and where you want to be. You want to make sure it's something you have time for. You want to make sure that you define for yourself what counts so that you don't reach a point in a month or six months where you are wishing you could branch out a bit, do something else. You're worried you might not be able to fit it in on a given day. Is the project defined in a way that gives you wiggle room to have days where you spend hours and days where you spend 10 minutes? From my perspective, it needs to be. Things happen. There are challenging days. There are unexpected things, illnesses, travel, company, tiredness. Things happen. And if you have really committed for yourself to your 365 to fit it in each and every day, it can be hard. It isn't a lightweight goal. And it might be your only goal. It is always the thing there in the background that you need to do. It is the thing that you are telling yourself you're going to do every single day, even if you do nothing else. As the new year unfolded, I've seen lots and lots of people taking on 365s. Really, lots of people say they're going to cut carbs, exercise more, lose weight, read more, be nicer, save more, spend less. There are all kinds of goals we make. 365s are big. They're intense. They take a lot of thought and they take real commitment and probably some really good systems of accountability. Sticking with a 365 takes gumption, it takes self-knowing, it takes grit, heart, determination, it takes soul, it takes passion, it takes maybe a support system and a friend, it takes tracking, really, it does. If the story you tell yourself is that it is impossible to do a 365 because you don't like rules, then maybe it's not the right thing for you to do. Someone else can't convince you to do it. And not everyone needs to do a 365. If you are attached to a story you tell yourself about not being able to track, maybe 365 isn't the right thing. I didn't really track my 365 last year. I knew I had to do it every single day, and I did it every single day. And at the point at which I didn't do it, I would have known that I didn't do it. But tracking can help, and it can be a good tool. My bottom line is that you should be cautious and realistic in planning. I have wanted to do the 365 photo challenge, capture your 365 for years. Actually, not so interested in it now. But for years, every December and January, I would think about it again. And I would want to do it. And yet, it has never been the right challenge for me. It was never the right time. Every year when I considered it, I knew that it wasn't the one thing I wanted to make happen every day. I knew that in order to do it, I would probably have to really work at it and make it happen, get out of my space because I didn't want to photo my space in the same way. I wasn't sure I wanted to commit to that. I know people who have done it repeatedly, who do it every year. 
and I've seen what it takes. I've seen the amount of time and mental energy it takes thinking about it each day and then following through with all the steps to do it. It's a wonderful challenge if it is the right challenge for you. What you choose has to be right for you. You have to love it. Don't just do it because it's something you do and you figure, oh, well, I can do that 365 times. Don't just do it because other people do this thing and you want to latch on and do what they do. Find your passion. So what happens if you admit to yourself that even though you wish a 365 was in your picture this year, you don't think it is? That is okay. It is okay. Not everyone does a 365. I do all kinds of things, all kinds of creative projects that are not part of my 365. I have plans to do a bunch of things that aren't going to count in that tally, but they still count as part of my creative year, my creative story, my creative life, my creative journey. What about a monthly challenge instead? Maybe you want to do a different project or focus each month of the year. 12 mini-focused projects or explorations of a theme. That's a great idea. Maybe you want to do a certain thing once a week or once a month. Write that down. Maybe you want to make sure that you hit a certain theme or a certain technique or a certain medium, but you worry that you never get around to it. Set some goals for numbers. I know that when I get started doing portraits, which occupied most of my year, it is hard for me to let myself shift over, and draw things that have always been themes that I love and hold dear. So for example, it is hard for me to stop now and draw a chair. But chairs are an eternal, an archetypal theme for me. The amount of times I stop and notice and capture and tear out and glue in and record a chair? Yeah, it's up there. I've got another theme too. I've got several really, really close and important themes for myself. So I have another theme too that I hope to do a few of again this year. So I'm setting some targets for a few additional drawing themes. Probably most of my year will be portraits again, but I want to do these other themes X times. And at the end of the year, I'll have a small subset of drawings on themes that are important to me, probably one a month. I'll have a collection of 12 of this theme and 12 of that from this year. There are other things I want to explore too, other kinds of drawing specifically that I want to do. And I'm afraid I won't work it in in the same way because I'm so attached for whatever reason to the portraits. There are other kinds of skills I want to practice ways in which I want my life to change, my creative life. So I am thinking through how to give myself room for all those things by making sure that I know what some of those things are, that I have everything spread and sprawled and spewed all in one place. It is a brainstorming process, yes. Sometimes ideas you've had in the past sink into the background, almost forgotten. You see things at Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook, and you think, I would really like to try that kind of work. And maybe it just fades away because you're so busy always doing this other thing. When you start to brainstorm and you dump it all out, a lot of things come back up and you go, oh yeah, I wanted to try that. 
Or, oh yeah, if I don't ever try urban sketching, I'm never going to get a chance. Maybe I'll hate it. Maybe I really won't be able to do it. Maybe. But in this pile of stuff I'm dumping out, it's there. When you start dumping it all to the page, you realize there are a few things you have really wanted to do maybe and probably can or maybe can or maybe should. Having as much in front of you as possible when you think about your year helps you figure out how to prioritize, how to make goals, how to sequence your months, how to figure out what is big versus small. I use the word spewed intentionally. Sometimes this process is not pretty. Sometimes it's not pretty. And sometimes that makes it overwhelming. It really does. And there are also those big projects. This is my problem. There are these big projects. I draw, yes. And I have lofty, semi-lofty podcast goals. Those are two big areas of focus for me. And I wish sometimes, I have to admit, sometimes I wish that that was it. That I could say, that's what I do. But even those two goals, they have ancillary tasks. They have add-ons, related to-dos. Running a podcast especially requires a bunch of additional and related tasks, including certain things that I don't usually do, but I really, really should. I'm aware of all the things I don't do. I really am. Really is a juggling process. Those two big things have a whole bunch of other things. And yet there are all kinds of other projects for me in my head and heart. I also have sketch note goals. I don't totally know how to fit all of this in. I have daily graphic novel goals. I started a few other minor things too. And those big projects? Sometimes the only way to tackle them is to break them down into pieces. I may not be able to do X this year because that might take more than a year in and of itself, which would mean doing nothing else. And right there, my brain completely shuts down. I just, I completely short circuit. The magnitude and overwhelm of a couple of my big project goals that are always in my head, it's a complete short circuit. But what if I say, I can't do X this year? I can't. But I could try doing 12 of X this year. Set that goal. Set up a set of 12 boxes to check off at some point in the year and start filling those in and doing them one by one. And maybe, maybe I'll get so hooked, so invested, so in love that I'll shift my focus and really dive in and do more. Because maybe once I start doing one or two or three, I'll get better and I'll find my groove and I'll find my flow and things will start to make sense. Maybe, maybe I'll fall in love. No harm in doing more. So if I set a goal of 10 or 12, it's a realistic goal. Sounds minor. Compared to the 365 for drawing, these other goals sound minor. But at least setting a small goal makes me feel like there's a chance that it will get some attention. Some big projects might need a do-it-one-time goal. Can I do this one time? And can I do this two times? And can I do this one one time? A lot of one-time projects do add up, and they may add up to a hugely creative year, to an empowering year, to an explorative year, to a magical year. I think setting up a whole bunch of one-time or two-time or even five, six, ten-time things can be incredibly empowering. It's different than saying you want to do a 365 
it's not any less important. There is a lot swirling around in my head, and I'm not ready to share any set plan other than what I've said so far. Other really than, yes, I will be drawing every day. And yes, it is in my head and heart to not let my podcast go. So those two things are my concrete goals, drawing every day and podcasting. It's not as broad as saying I want to be creative every day. That kind of super, super broad goal, that wouldn't work as well for me. But drawing every day is still broad enough that I have wiggle room. And I needed that wiggle room last year. One thing that I did not do last year was number my efforts. This year, I am numbering the days of January because of the sketchy challenge. And I think I'm going to keep doing that. I think I would really like to see the days numbered, 1 to 365. It definitely adds something to the process in my head, to the sense of all these days as parts of a body of consecutive work that I've created. So I'll get there. Right now I'm using 1 to 31, 1 out of 31. But I will get there. I will shift over to out of 365, I think. I'll get there day by day, drawing by drawing. And this weekend, I hope to work on ironing out whether this or that matters more to me. Maybe this pipe dream project I've had forever just needs to be put away for now. Maybe there will never be this thing that should come out of what I do. It's the second pipe dream. And I can't even say it. See, I won't even name it. Yeah, there are these things within us that are the most important things, the most deeply rooted things that we don't name. I don't name it. I can't because I can't see my way to the time or to the forward movement and emboldened movement that it would take to reach out, to reach, to put myself out there, to reach, to believe. The unnamed goals, named only in private, alluded to in the talk of big projects, hinted at in the things I am breaking down into a few test the water chunks. Those are the ones that are often most treasured and most loved. They have a place in my yearly planning, but this is not necessarily their year. This is just a regular year, and I want to fit a whole bunch of things in, and I want to succeed with the year, but maybe there are ways to get started with those other projects. Maybe. What I will be trying to do is figure out smaller projects, steps that may help put me closer to seeing where I am really headed. I think it's really important to break down these things. And I think it's really important to know that a 365 is not always the answer. I want to walk more, for example, in this year. Actually, I have walk-run goals. But when I started thinking about it and started thinking even about steps and daily steps, I resisted setting a daily step goal because I know that some days I won't hit it. So instead, what I decided to do is set a weekly goal, which would average out to close to or even a little more than a daily goal. But that way I can catch up. And I think that that is an important way to think about some of our goals. Sometimes I think you should say, I want to draw three times a week or five out of seven days. I think sometimes you need to build in wiggle room. You need to give yourself flexibility in order to give yourself the best chance to succeed. And if you do more than you're supposed to, you can just feel good about it. 
Next week, you might not be able to do more. Next week, you might just hit the three or the five. Some weeks you'll do more. Some weeks you might just hold on. I hope your planning this weekend is productive. I hope you take time to think about your own answers and passions and goals and wants and dreams. What is your creative story? Does it match what you wish it was? How can you support or change your story? Mind map it, list it, collage it, make an inspiration board, get it down. The more you can understand what is in your head and your heart, the better chance you have for sorting it out, making a plan, naming your goals, setting yourself up for success, and living a 2018 that you will love. At least in terms of your art and creativity, a year that makes you happy. A year that gives you a creative anchor that can help offset the rest of it. If your sticking point is that you don't have time to be creative, I would suggest that you don't have time not to. If being creative matters to you, you don't have time not to. There is so much more to talk about in a new year. Word of the year is definitely something to talk about. More about goals and plans, reading lists. Yes, more about how to organize each month so that you have a fresh and rewarding creative month. Lots more to think about and talk about for sure. But today, I'm going to leave you with that, that idea that you don't have time not to. And with the hope that you will sit down, write out how you would describe your creative life to someone else. Write out what you most want to happen in 2018 in terms of your creative life. And then figure out how you get there. Figure out what is stopping you and what you need. A quote by Neil Gaiman circled around in the first days of the new year, and I just loved it. And in looking at it, checking it out, I found his words from several years, his evolution of words and thoughts about a new year. And the initial quote that I kept seeing, and I saw it in bits and pieces, from 17 years ago, he wrote, Quote, may your coming year be filled with magic and dreams and good madness. I hope you read some fine books and kiss someone who thinks you're wonderful. And don't forget to make some art, write or draw or build or sing or live as only you can. And I hope somewhere in the next year, you surprise yourself. End quote. There is so much to love in that. There's so many words that jump out in that. I really, really love that quote. And then years after that, he wrote, I hope you will have a wonderful year, that you'll dream dangerously and outrageously, that you'll make something that didn't exist before you made it, that you will, when you need to be, be wise, and that you will always be kind, end quote. And I eluded a little bit there, so you can read the whole quote online. And then five years ago, he wrote, quote, I hope that in this year to come, you make mistakes. And then from this year, In this year's post, he mentions what he wrote two years ago. And these lines jumped out at me in that post. Try to make your time matter. Minutes and hours and days and weeks can blow away like dead leaves with nothing to show but time you spent not quite ever doing things or time you spent waiting to begin. Powerful. And Gaiman needs to make my reading list. I definitely need to make my reading list. Definitely it is a goal for me this year. I will link to that post. I think there is something beautiful and powerful in each of those and something fascinating in seeing him pull from years past and sequence them. The constant forward movement of our life, our lives, 
our thinking, our modes of being, the evolution of thought. Try to make your time matter. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for this week. That is it for the first show of 2018. There's a lot here. There's a great deal here. It's a great deal here about my own work and process. And through it all, a great deal here that I hope will inspire and encourage and support you as you think about and evaluate your own new year, your creative year, your creative story. Creative story is so much at the heart of what this show is all about, what the Creativity Matters podcast is all about. My story is not your story. We each have a different story and different hopes and goals and passions and pursuits. And yet we are all in this together in terms of moving forward. And I hope we can do that by supporting one another. It's not a competition. It's not a challenge against each other. It is a challenge against ourselves to make, set, follow through, reach, achieve, and believe in the power of our own creativity and our own goals. As always, I am Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available, I hope, on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. I have had some disastrous issues with the website this week. So I hope you can reach the site if you need to. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy, O-A-M-Y, O-A-M-Y. I post there more than I post anywhere else because I have no filters and I have lots of flexibility there. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. And a special thank you to those of you who support the Creativity Matters podcast at Patreon. It does matter. And I really appreciate those of you who show your support of the podcast in any way. And those of you who show your support at Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Happy New Year, everyone. Have a great week.